What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to episode of 179. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. Again, we are talking the Eagles on episode 179. Not just the Eagles. We were talking about a guy that we all kind of know. Yeah, he's been out there. Uh, There's been stories about him. They've been written everywhere. You might have heard of him. Carson Wentz. Oh. Yes, that guy. Carson Wentz. The stories don't stop even in the offseason. And, uh, you know, what me and Evan really just want to talk about, you know, because it's still being talked about, you know, uh, is Carson coming back? Is he staying? But it, it's we're kind of like trying to look at where we are with Carson Wentz, uh, where this organization is with Carson Wentz. And, uh, you know, men- making mention of an article from Tim McManus, uh, is Carson Wentz fixable? So, you know, usually when we do these podcasts, you know, I, I try to find a quote that kind of like speaks to, to my feels about the Eagles situation. And I always try to try to get really direct with, with some of the quotes. And usually I'm, I'm quoting guys like Aristotle, Aristotle or Martin Luther King. Uh, but today we're, we're, we're going with a different Martin. Uh, that is Chris Martin from uh, Coldplay. Surprise, motherfucker. Uh, didn't think I'd be quoting Coldplay on a Fourth John podcast, but here we are. Surprises in 2021 now this i'm gonna i'm gonna remix some of these uh lyrics coming from the voice of our new head coach nick sirianni uh in uh in right direction to carson wentz's heart okay uh when you try your best but you don't succeed when you when you get what you want but not what you need Carson, when you feel so tired, but you can't sleep, stuck in reverse, and the tears come streaming down your face. When you lose something, your starting job, you can't replace. When you love someone, but it goes to waste, Doug Pearson. Could it be worse? Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. And I, Nick Sirianni, will try to fix you. Those are lyrics that speak straight from the heart. Of I got the my lighter up in the air right now, Gail. What's that? Got my lighter up in the air right now while you were singing that. Are you, I mean, if you if you didn't connect with those words, Nick Sirianni, hypothetically Nick Sirianni, and how you might feel about Carson Wentz, and how the organization might try and sit here and try to say that and tell you that he's fixable, and if Carson Wentz, we don't even know where he stands or how he feels, or you know, Rob Motti will tell us how Carson Wentz feels mm. uh, coming from directly from Carson, or is it just Rob Motti just speaking the in Christian his own connection perhaps? Yeah. I, I we don't know. So uh, Evan Hollywood, Hearn, I know you read the article. Uh, yeah. What, what does that article kind of uh, uh, react to? I mean, it, it was a deep dive, Gail, because we, we were sitting here yesterday and we were trying to think about how can we 
we always feel like we have the pulse on the team, right? We feel like we're always me and you, uh, the rest of the fourth and John guys, we live and breathe Eagles football 24 seven. And we're always following these stories. And it's so weird to us that we really don't have any idea as far as what Carson's status is on this team. And then we saw this article come out earlier today. It opened up the doors and kind of answered not answered some questions, but shed some light on some more things. And he just discusses how Nick Sirianni, a young head coach, is coming in and inheriting a mess of a team right now. Uh, it's not just Carson Wentz. It's an entire team that needs to be fixed. But Carson Wentz was the main focus of the interviews uh, that were conducted by Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman. He talks about how um, Carson Wentz, he tended to, in the 2017 season, and even in his college career, he would argue with his offensive coordinators. It was actually a pretty common thing. And uh, he was arguing with Frank Reich and DiFilippo, and that sort of thing happened on a regular basis. And those guys were able to keep Carson in check, and that is what kind of resulted in that MVP-like 2017 season. Now it, it goes into saying how uh, Reich – and DeFilippo would kind of play good cop, bad cop with Carson. That's the kind of dynamic he needed in order to keep him in check. And once those guys left, that was gone. But after that season that Carson had, he had a really stellar season, that 2017 season, obviously. We all know that. Um, Peterson was willing to give him some more of the reins. He he kind of compared it to like a Peyton Manning-like offense in uh, kind of letting Carson control it all. But there was this problem where Carson kind of uh, thought that he had all the answers. And Doug Peterson himself was unable to keep Carson in check without the assistance of Frank Reich and Filippo. And then with the injuries happening, with the shoddy offensive line uh, after the injuries, and with the, uh, you know, essentially practice squad wide receivers that Carson ended up dealing with, we ended up seeing the struggles that were obviously going to happen. And so once that happened, Doug wanted to pull some of that control back from Carson. And that's when it just started to get shaky in there, Gail. It's that you started to see the relationship between Doug and Carson really start to falter. Carson's confidence in Doug's game plan really just went down the tubes. Now we are in a situation where our GM and our owner of our football team is going into head coaching interviews pretty much saying we have a pretty fixable, a very fixable, let me say, get that correct, a very fixable quarterback. And I don't know about you, Gail, but to me, that gives me some used car salesman vibes. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going into something and saying, you know, this, this thing, this car, it runs great. It could use a new alternator, but it runs great. You're, you're, it, you're, you're selling me something that's not exactly what you're trying to say what it is. So it's, it's sketchy. And I totally understand why there were some head coaches that were a little bit weary about taking this position. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Doug Peterson left behind the, the flavor of the month. Rocky Road is still in the building. Um, and and you're, you're willing – I mean, you're, you're looking for a coach willing who's young and dumb enough. <laughs> we don't <laughs> take his first head coaching gig in a rough situation, but but I actually believe in his ideas, believe in his ideas for Carson Wentz. And this football team, you kind of think about, like, you know, can he fix – what's going on in Philadelphia, but also, but again, the main focus is can he work with Carson Wentz and have like some kind of relationship to repair 
what's been damaged. Uh, and if you talk about the trust, uh, trust was talked about in that article. And it's, again, man, it's trust issues. I mean, that you could, you could say that about friendships. You could say that about, about that with like family or anything or uh, just uh, relationships in general. Uh, trust is a big part of the foundation of any relationship. So I think if they're going to start off on the right foot, you know, Sirianni has to put a place in, plan in place along with, uh, you know, Shane Steichen, our new offensive coordinator, and really get Carson back on the right page. And, I mean, in a, in, you know, our, at the moment I'm uh, at, in the, in the, at the scouting academy, and our first assignment was to pick one of your favorite players and watch his uh, first couple games versus his last game and actually – Look at the differences of, you know, their game going, you know, from the beginning of the season to the ending. And what oh, you mean the beginning of the season, not the beginning of his career, right? The beginning of his season. Okay. So just looking at his first 11 um, dropbacks of the season, being sacked four times and hit six times. Uh, and then watching his play against Green Bay, reading this article. It just it speaks to like the level of uncomfortableness he was in what he was seeing, the, the awkwardness of him not being connected to Doug Peterson, uh, and not having his some of his weapons out there, but just kind of like you know a lost version of himself, and uh, yeah. that in like it got it got me so so depressed because I was looking at his mechanics and how bad. His mechanics were in, uh, in, the, in the article. It makes mention of Greg Cosell talking about you can fix some things from the, the from the bottom down. With whether it's like I, I was, you know, things I've been talking about during the season, like his toes, the way his his toes are pointed. Like you can look at uh, his mechanics when he he threw the the ball to Jaw and it was behind him against the Rams, where it looked like he was wide open, and just the way that he was. You can go back and forth and look at the mechanics, just. You know, like when people are like, oh, you guys are piling up on Carson Wentz during the season. It was like, no, go look at Carson Wentz and how bad his mechanics have gotten. And mm-hmm. you'll get your answers to your own answers. Like when you, you can sit here and read articles to your faces turns blue. But when you go we'll go back and watch the film and see Carson versus own self, um, he, he set the bar. So like if you're watching Carson do great things, he set the bar on, on what – and how we perceive Carson to be from how he played earlier on in his career. And that article de- definitely speaks to some things. Yeah. And, and it talks about in the article about how Carson Wentz was reluctant to play within the system. And I think that that is kind of where we saw the emergence of Captain Stavibro really take its form because like how you just, like how you just said and how I stated how Carson really lost a lot of his trust in Doug Peterson's game plan. And so what did we see a ton of this year that we constantly critiqued on? Carson was holding on to the ball way too long. He was trying to make these plays happen that just weren't there. It sounds to me like if you if you just add that to this article, it sounds to me like he was trying to play outside of the system. He was trying to play outside of what he was being asked to do. And that is no excuse for his his poor mechanics because once you're outside the pocket and you have uh, your feet planted and you're throwing the ball downfield and you just miss or you have a wobbly duck pass, that's your mechanics. That's That has nothing to do with the game plan. That's just mechanics that need to be fixed. But 
as far as Carson just like ignoring his reads and just trying to do his own thing, we saw that this year. I mean, Captain Saver Bro was a real thing. That, that was a meme that we played week in and week out, and it was always Carson Wentz versus himself. I think that this article kind of shed some light as to why that was happening. Car- Carson really um, checked out on Doug Peterson this year. And as far as when that happened, I don't know, but it happened at some point during the year, and it just wasn't working anymore. I mean, and if you just go back and look at the games and just look at the uh, disconnect, it was like this disconnection between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, and there was a big disconnect between, you know, Doug Peterson and, and Howie Roseman, and those that trifecta of uh, you know issues. Yeah, I really believe affected this football team. But you know, again, you know, going back to you know Carson Wentz and you know the stat in the article uh, in the NFL last season at 23.6% uh, of uh, Carson Wentz's passes were off target. Um, so a quarter of his throws last, last season were off the mark. So again, like him getting back to his basics and, you know, his fundamental issues, uh, that's where we are with Carson Wentz. And, and, it, and it's weird. Like I get com- uncomfortable just even saying the word fix you fifth-year quarterback, Carson Wentz. Like, I would never even thought that I would have to be we – would, we'd have to have this conversation. There would have to be articles written like this about Carson Wentz. You would ask me preseason. Like, I, 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 Carson Wentz was headed towards his elite season. But here yeah. we are with this. And with that, I'm, I'm even more confused about, like, Car- like why – Maybe it's just a matter of these were the guys that were willing to do it. But I really have my reservations about this coaching staff, Gail. Like, I I love the idea of bringing fresh eyes in, yes. But there is a lot of youth on this coaching staff, and it just makes me think that a a first-time head coach like Nick Sirianni, he's going to have his hands full. And so what I when I wanted to see what I wanted to see out of filling out the rest of this coaching staff, the coordinators, the position coaches, I wanted to see some veteran presence in coaching, some guys that have been in the league for a significant amount of time. And we really don't have much of that. We've got a lot of young guys, guys in their 30s. And that to me is concerning as an Eagles fan, because I'm not exactly sure that I feel like we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants right now. Maybe they can turn it around. Maybe this youth movement in the coaching can relate to Carson and fix his problems, but maybe it could be a total disaster. That's where I'm sitting. Well, I mean, and then I could I could hit you with the, uh, you know, sometimes you have to have faith, uh, young Padawan. Uh, you I had to- faith in Doug. <laughs> Again, like, I, I'm not going to go in with blind faith. I'm just going to uh, going as hopeful and sitting here and like making sure I know exactly what they're bringing to the table. But, you know, obviously we got to learn more about what they, they bring to the offense, um, to the scheme, what they're trying to do. But we know, you know, from readings on, on some of the things, it's just, you know, he, he comes from, uh, you know, the land of Frank Reich. And if, if the land of Frank Reich has the keys to Carson Wentz, and what gets him going, um, you, you, you're pretty damn positive that Frank Reich is going to give Nick Sirianni the keys, um, to Carson once and what, uh, open up the, uh, Pandora's box and figure out like what is going on in there. Um, 
Yeah. But again, like I think Eagle fans, like you know, we see them all the time. We know personal friends of ours that are so pro Wentz that they can't even see past. Like these are these are issues that have have, uh, have risen, and yeah. you can't you can't not say that. Oh, this is the media just creating all this. Like this is over and over and over again and it's not just it's not just media it's stuff that i've been trying to dig in in my own spare time because i was so you know i'm trying to get some players perspective of, of where they felt and end up me digging for answers because yeah. that's how crazy we are all mm-hmm. are uh, about our philadelphia eagles that we're trying to figure out anything and reach for anything but like not you know you, you want to gauge what the media is saying but you also want to gauge from like what you're hearing from from players' perspective, and it gives you an understanding of like, yeah, there was something that was going on in the locker room, and we from just following our Eagles, we knew there was something wrong with Coach Peterson and Doug and Coach Peterson and Carson Wentz's relationship. Whether like how long we've we been talking about the disconnect, and here this is all this article speaks to everything that we've been talking about. So right. like, you know, it is what it is. You can't like you can't not say say that. There's been some kind of issues or some ruffled feathers. He's talked to Carson Wentz's A-type personality. Um, I get it. Like, you know, he had success early. And is he is he uh, Car- Carson Manning? I don't believe so in IQ-wise. Because um, Car- uh, Peyton Manning had – he looked like he had all the answers to the test. I mean, Pey- Peyton Manning, he did too. When you – like – the easiest job out there was being Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator because he didn't have to do anything. Peyton Manning essentially ran that entire offense and there was nothing, there was no other input that really needed to happen. Peyton Manning did essentially have the answers that, uh, that were needed. So to compare him to someone like him or give him that kind of, that kind of clout and just give him the team like that, that was probably jumping the gun a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it, it is what it is. And sometimes, you know, as, as relationships mature, um, you know, people go their separate ways or think don't have the same interests or, you know, don't have the same understanding. And if you don't get that communication fixed early, you know, things can go ivory. So, but, you know, again, like as a podcast and as us being part of Eagles nation, you know, it's, it's not to say that we, have like given up on Carson Wentz. No, uh, if, the if opposite. Feel like he can be like there was. There's been at times at the season where I've had questions on like what is driving like what is Carson Wentz's why in terms of like his time with Philadelphia is it that rocky that he's just like I need to be out um, and just the way that it's been reported, but also the fact that he hasn't said anything directly like me personally if i was this is my team and i'm I'm coming back to next season and saying this is my team i'm coming back and i'm gonna let people know that i i, I carson Wentz and coming back here to even if there was a potential of me being moved or whatever i'm still setting the narrative like you know i i am preparing to come back here next year and compete for the job um, that's what philadelphia fans like diehards and, and the hard that's what we're dying for Right now, we just want that kind of reassurance. And I mean, my man is out there. He's he's in the swamp shooting ducks right now. I, but I know that this news is getting back to him, that there's rumors are, are flying around that um, 
you know, when Doug was still here, that Carson was going to request a trade to get out of here if we were going to move forward with Doug Peterson. Uh, if that kind of thing was flying around me, I would, I, I completely agree with you. I would want to jump in front of it and just be like, hey, um, you know, ignore the media, ignore all these rumors that are flying around. This is my football team, and I'm looking forward to coming back to the Eagles next year. I, I would, I would like some reassurance like that. Um, but like, I think that this head coaching search and um, just the way that the interviews took place, where the the quarterback position was the main focus, and when you when you talk about Carson's contract, this all adds up to me that like the 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 question is answered where the Eagles themselves plan to move forward with Carson. I'm not so sure about whether Carson wants to move forward with the Eagles, but the Eagles mindset seems to be there. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're trying to lay the bed uh, nice and neatly. Now, Carson, all you got to do is lay in it and embrace uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles again and uh, like get this back on track. And that's, you know, it's, it's yet to be seen. Um, on Carson's end, um, you know, he hasn't spoke on, on the issue. Um, but I believe, I think, uh, behind the scenes, they're working things out. Um, uh, but we also do have, you know, Jalen Hurts still in the building. And I, I believe it's just, a, it's a very difficult situation to, to play in. I mean, one, he's like one mistake away from, uh, Jalen Hurts stands, uh, calling for Carson's job and, you know, what, what does the locker room dynamic look like? Cause again, like at the end of the day, like locker room culture cannot be manufactured as much mm -hmm. as you want to, you know, you can, as coaches, you can put like your young rookie next to uh, the, the biggest veteran in your locker room and, and kind of like have them try to get, have their lockers, locker lockers right next to each other. So you build that relationship guidance to a player, but you can't manufacture, who a leader is a leader just uh appears and it and it's organic and you're just hoping that regardless of all this other stuff that we're talking about the leadership and the culture um definitely needs a a boost and well let's see if they, they can uh you know fix that absolutely absolutely well what were your thoughts on uh, the videos that were coming out yesterday of nick sirianni being shown around the building is that uh you know, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, you know, I look at all the details. Um, uh, they first, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be petty or anything like that, but I'm just, again, like I look at the details. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can look at a, a dude and see the way he ties his shoelaces, if he's going to be uptight, if he's a very, very structured person or the right. way he carries himself. Uh, they always say dress for the job that you want. Had a nice suit on. And the kind of suit he showed up with uh, kind of made me feel like he pulled the limo over and stopped at Target and got himself <laughs> a outfit. Maybe he he was studying Carson Wentz's post-game press conferences, and he was like, yo, I got to match the swag. I got, you know, like he his, his suit reminds me of the suit my dad wore at my high school graduation. It was plaid <laughs> on plaid. And we were on the stage, and my friends were pointing – at my father, and they said, Yo. he was easy to point out. <laughs> yeah, look at look at Gail's dad. My boys are rolling. I look at my dad. I'm looking at, bro, you came in here with the plaid, yellow plaids. Come on, dad. So Nick Sirianni, welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I need you to read the room. You're the you're the you're the you're the you're the you're basically you're writing the ship. Yeah, 
in a plaid on plaid outfit and some jeans and some, but I get it, man. Yeah. And and he's filling the shoes of the only coach that has ever brought a Super Bowl to this city and got fired three years afterwards. So like, no pressure, Nick. No pressure. I mean, but they say just for the job that you want, and he he just for this job, and he he's our head coach. I'm not gonna again. I like to bring some jokes. Uh, I'm not holding him super accountable for the alphabet. Like his friends are like, you you know, you might want to because. Honestly, we like we were killing a who was the Giants coach, Mike uh, McAdoo. McAdoo in his remember he on his first day to his work, haircut. but he wore the zoot suit. He had the big shoulder pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. everyone on the internet clowned him. And I can't sit here and look at our coach and not like, hey man, they clowned, they clowned our uh, we clowned yeah. the Giants. Gotta coach. keep it even. I mean, I'm keeping <laughs> it real. Just keeping it real. Like yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, again, thank you for the Eagles social media team for keeping it real, giving us some content in this down off season where we're not looking forward to any Super Bowls. We're looking forward to if Carson Wentz can be fixed. But it is what it is, man. I, um, you know, we just wanted to get on real quick and just uh, talk about, you know, this whole this whole vibe that's going on with Eagles Nation. We also want to give a shout out to all the writers out there that are providing draft content. Uh, probably heard a couple of recent podcasts. I've talked to Prospect. Uh, where, you know, again, the Eagles aren't going to do their homework. We're going to do our homework. We're going to actually try <laughs> and find some prospects that might make sense for the Eagles uh, and just start, you know, scouting some of these players. Uh, we uh, did get uh, credentials for the Senior Bowl, uh, and we're you know, trying to bring some more uh, content to the timeline. Trying to showcase some of these players out there that are, you know, putting in work and some guys that might make sense for the Eagles. Shout out to AJ Torres and Chris Malley, uh, who will be providing content as well with me on the timeline. But overall, it's uh it's it's draft season. Uh, I know me and Evan have talked about our, our next uh live stream and podcast will be about Devontae Smith versus Jamar Chase. I know a conversation that a lot of Want to have? I know you might have other ideas at number six, but this is just a, a debate we wanted to have. Once the a lot of people are talking about him, between the two, a lot of people are pro Devonta and pro Jamar, and then we just want you guys to have at it. So we want you guys to be a part of that discussion, which we'll be having tomorrow at ten o'clock. So uh, be there, or be square, Evan. Any uh, last words before you get out there? I just want to. I just want to echo kind of what you were just saying in that, like. So with no NFL combine going on this year, a very limited amount of meetups, anything like that, the exposure to these guys that are coming out into the draft is more limited than it's ever been. And I really uh, am I'm thankful and grateful that we are doing these interviews and we have the privilege to uh, meet these players before they get to enter the draft. And I, I really wish you guys would check it out because, I mean, it's it's not just like a little five-minute hitter. Like, we're, we're doing these 25, 30-minute interviews with these players and uh, really diving in, finding out what kind of person they are, what what they're going to bring to the table. And I think it's been a real eye-opener. I've, I've liked a lot of the guys that have come on. And uh, if you are interested to see and who the uh, the Eagles might be eyeing up, I would definitely go check them out. And, and talk, talk to Prospect is every you know this is everything that I wanted this to like evolve to, and just the fact that you know again we we just mentioned a guy Jamar Chase, um, DJ Daniel was one of the guys who 
pretty much shut down Jamar Chase. Uh, long arms. Uh, you Love know, that interview, dude. His energy is just – he is built for Philly. Like this guy, you know, he again, he's uh, he's putting in the work at the senior bowl. So if you see what he's doing down there one-on-ones, he's frustrating uh, wide receivers. Um, and then, you know, Aaron Richardson from UCF, uh, when we talk about nickel cornerbacks in the league, uh, he's had uh, one of the most amounts of – Aaron Robinson. In, in the slot. Yeah, Aaron Robinson. Yeah. Um, so I feel like uh, I get another guy that we did an interview. So like, again, we're trying to put some guys in place that you guys can do, you know, do the homework on and, and check out the games and tell us what you guys feel about. If there's prospects you want us to try and get some the video that we want, want me to share, I'll send you some clips or whatever. Just let us know. Uh, give us a, a email at fourth and John at gmail.com. If there's some prospects you want to know more about or see some footage of, we'll try to do that. Um, yeah, man, it's a it's draft season. It's the off season. Uh, we're headed in the right direction, even though we're not sure our team is. But, uh, <laughs> for me and Evan, we, we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, it's fly, Eagles, fly. Eagles.